Hello, welcome to the Soap Series. Hope everybody's having a good day today and good night tonight. It's uh, Winner's Wednesday, as we know in Genoa City. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a winner with us right now. Uh, Christoph has not called in yet, so we're waiting for him. So do hang tight while we get uh, get him on the air with us. Um, so just, uh, yeah. I sent out part of our team to go tweet him, too. Yes, team team soap series. Go out and tweet them, Facebook them, let them tell them because he knows it, he knows about it because he's retweeted and tweeted me saying and tweeted different fans saying he couldn't wait to to be able to talk to them and et cetera. So yeah, he's either a, running late or he's got the time wrong. I would imagine, you know. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. So. Uh, all righty. Well, I uh, fans of Young and Restless, since I have you on the air with us and you're listening because you're loyal and you love your Young and Restless, um, I would suggest you go and follow Nelson Bronco and purchase his new copy of his weekly ebook called uh, Soap Opera Uncensored because this week he has a fascinating interview with Laura Lee Bell, whom we will have on June 27th uh, on our program. Um, and there's a great interview there with with uh, Laura Lee Bell. So definitely check that out. There's a lot of great information and behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on that is really exciting. Uh, let's see here. Hold on just a second. Hi, this is Doug. Who's holding? Hello? Hello? Okay. Sorry, guys that are listening. This is the second night in a row that we're starting starting off, and that gets me all off my track. Let me get the name of this person real quick. Uh, area code 678. This is Doug. Who's holding? Hello? Hello? Hi, how are you I'm, doing? Good. I was calling to get your name to if you wanted to talk my to Chris. My name is Mandy. All right, perfect. Thank you. We'll be with you in a little bit, okay? Okay. Thanks. I sent it to your Facebook. Okay. Uh, hi, this is Doug. Who's holding? Hello. Okay, well, well, somebody from Los Angeles is calling but not responding to me. If that's you, Christoph, press one. <laughs> <laughs> or they could just be a silent fan from Los Angeles. Okay. So anyway, I'll get back to to to, to uh, tell you about that. Uh, but anyway, I was just in reading the interview uh, with uh, Laura Lee Bell, who plays Christine Blair on Young Restless, and there's some great stuff coming up. So I'm anxious to talk to her when we talk to her on our show on the Sip Series on June 27th. Um, all right, there's a few more people that called in, so let me go ahead and get their names real quick while we're waiting for Christoph. Area code 410, this is Doug. Who's holding? Uh, Dorothy. All right, thank you, Dorothy. We'll be with you in just a little bit, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Area code 843, this is Doug. Who's holding? It's Donna. Hi, Donna. Thank you for calling. We'll be with you in just a little bit, okay? Okay, thanks. You're welcome. 
Oh, well, that's lovely to uh, <laughs> be listening to me talk to people getting their names. But I don't you know, like I wonder. The... I wonder if he's in a dead zone. You know, that happens too, especially in L.A. Yeah. With his phone, you know, maybe it was him trying to call and he we just couldn't hear him or he couldn't hear us. Well, let me try it again. Uh, this is Doug. Who's holding? Hello? Hello? Hey. Somebody's well, there. <laughs> somebody's there, but they're not listening. They're, okay, well. Eight one eight. I got you on the phone, but you weren't you weren't listening to me. Maybe you're just in Los Angeles yourself. But we have a lot of callers. Oh, we don't have the one caller <laughs> that we need. <laughs> um, I just happened to look up and at the TV, and guess who's on my TV? It is Shamar Moore is on my television right now. So that must mean that Criminal Minds is on. Criminal Minds, is, yeah. Because he is running all over the place on my screen uh, on the on the credits. Yep, that's so, exactly what it is. Criminal Minds. Great All show. right. Well, that was coincidence. I would love to get him on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> but to get a hold of him would be uh, it's kind of tough because he's not on Twitter or Facebook uh, officially. So we'd have to work our magic to see if we can get that. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay. Well, let's. Just go on with some uh, soap chat until we get him on the phone. Um, oh, I'm kind of just off off my kilter tonight because when we don't start off the right way, it throws I know. my alignment all off and my questions and my professionalism and everything is out the door because I don't I'm not on track. So. If you're a first-time listener, definitely come back for future shows. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't have this happen very often. It happened yesterday, but we got Andrea on right after. Uh, if you missed yesterday's uh, interview with Andrea Bogart, uh, she was a great little interview and learned so much about her, and she's a distant relation by 10 cousins or something to Humphrey Bogart. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, she was, she was good. Uh, then tomorrow we have on... Um, Jason Spitzer, who is a soap opera event coordinator and ex-actor and behind-the-scenes kind of guy. He's going to talk with us. And then Friday, we have added Kyle Lauder, who played Rick Forrester, the pre- Rick Forrester previous to um, Jacob Young coming back. And then we also have, uh, he also played Brady Black, and he's also on Duvanity coming up. So uh, he's going to be on Friday's show. Let's see here. Um Oh, Christoph, where could you be? Okay, uh, today in Genoa City was uh, good. The, Ricky is right there. He is almost, he's getting there to uh, to take down Phyllis. So Phyllis is going to be taking down a notch or two, uh, and Ricky's right on track. And we saw Dr. Tim Reed return today, and he was in a place with a bunch of boxes. I don't know what that was all about, if he's moving or but it was nice to see him after all these years. Fans may remember he also went over to Bull and the Beautiful. He was on Bull and the Beautiful as the same character. Um, if anybody in the chat room can re- reflect on if he played who he was who he was involved with over there, uh, was it Sheila Carter? I can't remember who he was involved with on uh, inter- or, you know being a therapist for on uh, Bull and the Beautiful. So let me know in the chat room. Uh, 
those who are asking about Kimberlyn Brown, we've been trying to get her for a long time. I've, yeah, I've, I've sent her a, uh, a personal, e- uh, personal email, a tweets, and manager, and also to her home address. So we're trying to get her. A lot of people want to get her on, and we're trying. So okay. Well, Pam, do you have anything to say? We don't have our guests. No, but my dog does. Did you hear her? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, what did you think of YNR today? I liked the scene with Jack and uh, with uh, Nikki. I always want to call her Melody. And it's usually vice versa where you want to call them by the character name. Yeah. Um, I like when they were sitting together with the baby. It was cute. But uh, then when, what's her name, Crazy Daisy, was talking to Michael, Damien, about having the connection, you know, it's like she obviously doesn't know the history that it's not really, you know, he's not really his son, that Daniel's not really his son by blood. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it yep. was funny when they called him Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he kind of looked up like, uh, uh, no, did you just see that I got done banging Christine upstairs like a young man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. I, th- I think we may have some somebody on the phone for us. Uh, who's holding? Hi, it's Christoph calling in, you guys. I'm so sorry I couldn't get the cell phone signal coverage until just now. Uh, that's what we were saying. And we said well, you might be in a dead spot or something, you know, or running late. So we totally understand. Yeah, I apologize for a few seconds. I kept trying to dial out, and that's modern technology sometimes takes over us, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the soap series. I'm so We're very, very pleased and happy that you can be with us tonight. Your fans are really excited. There's a bunch of people on hold to talk to you in a little bit, and we've got a lot of people in the chat room who are very excited. Uh, it's Winner's Wednesday, as they call it, and uh, perfect timing to have you on on a Wednesday <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, thank um, you actually, guys. I was thrilled really to be a part of your show, and I've heard a lot about it on Twitter and from people that are in Texas Battle, have to say, so I'm excited about it myself. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you for letting us know that, too. Yeah. Well, um, Christoph, I actually um, met you down in Tampa earlier this year, and we had the same tattoo, the Eye of Oros, um, and you stopped me and you said, I got that too, and then you pulled up your, I think it's on your left arm, you pulled up your shirt and sleeve, and you showed me, and we had the same tattoo. You just had yours on your bicep. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember it, of course. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't know. I know that, that day was so crazy hectic. There were so many people there, and it was just kind of kind of got organized a little bit, and everybody was everywhere. So I know you you met a lot of people that day, and uh, but it was it was a it was a blast to be able to have that few minutes with you. Everybody was trying to tug at you when you guys were all trying to leave. You know, we uh, we didn't want you. Yeah. To leave. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice afternoon. I mean, for the most part, I you know I do know that there was some division. Uh, there was some in- interesting issues that that uh, came up uh, later. In the afternoon, but uh, for the most part, I thought the fans were, you know, pretty happy and excited. And um, you know, it, it, but you're right, there were some organizational issues. Yeah. So next time, well, I, I want to see you, and I hope that it's, it's at a 
a better organized place. But hey, I still had the moment to. I had that moment with you, so that's all. You know, that's all. I was going to say you got more than I did. I haven't met him yet, so I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're meeting now over the phone. How's that? Right. <laughs> but it's not yeah. the same. <laughs> you need yeah. to come to Chicago. Yeah, when yeah, for a minute, uh, last time I was there, I was shooting for an NBC soap called Generations, and it was uh, the dead of winter, uh, in the middle of December, uh, and uh, uh, my, <laughs> my, my character had to jump into the water right from Navy Pier. Oh no! So, uh, yeah, they had a stuntman do the uh, the actual jump into the water, oh, but it was so cold. Two strokes and just ended up, uh, you know, calling for help at Coast Guard there, but. Yeah, cold, windy city, Chicago. I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> well, please do visit us in the summertime. <laughs> it's a big difference. <laughs> oh yeah, Lake Shore in the summer is is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Speaking of generations, that seems like a generation ago where we first, you know, inter- got inter- you got introduced to the soap world, and uh, what a great show that was. Sadly, it was not it didn't last. You know for a long time, like all the other subs did. But, you know, with the, with, with that leaving, it opened up the opportunity to, to move to Genoa City and uh, become, you know, winners. So what was, the tra- what was that transition like, being on a, a show like Generations where it was a predominantly, you know, black cast, which was which is very not – you don't see that very often uh, on daytime. Right. We'd like more diversity uh, to go from Generations to, uh, to, to go to a, to a Bill Bell soap um, on Young and Restless. Yeah, well, here's the thing about Generations, man. I'm glad you brought that up because it was a, a fantastic show to work on. A great cast, good people, uh, excellent writing. Uh, there were some, you know, problems as all shows have. But uh, you know what? What people think is that it, it was a an all black or close to all black cast. It really wasn't. It was a fully integrated soap. It just happened to be that one of the families was a black family, and I'm thankful for it. I was one of the leads of the show, but. You know, it was uh, it was tough because we were always in the shadow of all the other soaps. I mean, we were in last place the entire run. And yeah. we were battling, I think, against, I can't remember if it was Loving or which which show, Santa Barbara, for, uh, for the 11th spot or 12th spot. But, you know, isn't that interesting in itself, man? I mean, that long ago we had 13 shows on air, and now we, we dwindled down to four. That's a whole other topic. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it... Uh, it was a tough transition, actually, because uh, I didn't want the show to end, and I really didn't see, um, you know, the reason why NBC was canceling the show. None of us did. And, you know, after Warren Littlefield stood on the, the set of uh, Stage 9 uh, of Generations and announced in a press conference that we were his uh, grandmother's favorite show, we, were, we weren't going anywhere. You know, that should be the kiss of death, man, because three weeks later, we had our walking papers, and so mm-hmm. you know it was it was a tough transition because uh, you know I I didn't really I mean yeah the, the number one show I was very excited to be a part of, but I also didn't know how my character would be accepted into the Genoa City landscape. You know I knew where I was in in generations. You know I was one of four or five core characters, and I didn't know what the workload was going to be like, and so once. Um, you know, the, the, it's a it's a pretty. Uh, I'll give you the short story. Uh, when I found out that Generations was being canceled, I actually called over to CBS and the Young and the Restless office, and I told them that uh, I would love to come in and meet the uh, creator, executive producer of the show, head writer Bill Belt Senior, uh, mm-hmm. to see if he'd like to hire me to be on a show. It was a bold move, 
but I wanted to uh, gain employment, man. I had a kid that I, you know, he was uh, he was about uh, two years old at the time, and um, you know, I didn't want to be in the unemployment line, so. I actually got the meeting with Bill. I went in and sat in front of him. It happened to be the, the first day that the U.S. made a strike on Baghdad, a military strike on Baghdad. Mm. And we sat in his office and watched this Atari-like game, which it really was in this war, man. But, you know, if yeah. you recall, the screen was sort of green with the, the nightlight and the, yeah. uh, the infrared, whatever they were using. Yeah. And uh, we just sat in awe watching that for about 15 long minutes. And then at, at a certain point, Bill turned off the television and he said, so how would you like to be a part of uh, The Young and the Restless? And I um, thought it was such a, a strange segue. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, fighting, fighting for a job is nothing like fighting for one's country. But, man, right. I was really excited to hear those words. And, and I, I absolutely accepted the offer and... You know, we got into business, and that was uh, 21 and a half uh, years ago, man. Is it that long long already? Wow. It's been that long. (laughs) It doesn't seem like it. I mean, you've been such a huge part of Y&R, but you just don't think of the years, you know, because you watch it daily, and it just every day goes by. You don't think, okay, another year, another year, another year. That's amazing. I got to give Y&R credit for one thing way back when. I remember uh, holing up in, in my dressing room at NBC and when I was working on Generations with um, a couple of different people, Kelly Rutherford, Kelly Rutherford and Janelle Allen, uh, and we would watch The Young and the Restless to see what the number one show was putting out there. And it was just by far the sexiest, you know, most colorful, most beautiful show that was on in terms of daytime television, daytime soap operas. You know, right. And it was apparent that other shows were attempting to emulate, but no one could come close. So that was mm-hmm. the huge bonus in, in the cancellation of Generations and not knowing my future, stepping into a, a new arena that I knew was tried and true, and they had already turned number one, and they weren't going anywhere. You know, And so mm-hmm. I, I felt like I walked into sort of like the golden era heyday of Y&R. I, you know, it just started when I got there about a year prior two years maybe at the most, you know, the mid to late 80s when they were fighting for that number one position with General Hospital and all my kids going back and forth. Right. Now, was it the first time that you met Debbie Morgan was on Generations? Nah, you know, uh, Debbie Morgan and I, we met back in 1977 or eight. Uh, I can't remember. You know what? The, the years, man. I, I, talking about the last 21 years. Now we're going back into the 70s. But <laughs> we worked on maybe it was 79. It might have been 78, pushing 79. We were working on um, Roots to the Next okay. Generation. Yeah. She was cast, uh, and I was cast in her family. I played young Alex Haley, and I had the, uh, you know, I had the honor of working with a great cast, Debbie Morgan included. Man, it was, uh, and she was just such a young little thing, and. Such a fine actress, man. A lot of respect for Debbie, you know, way back when, then, you know, as I do today. Just such a such a far out person, man. You know, inside and out. Yeah, that has to be great to be able to to go from roots generations, and then 20 years later, you get to have her as a possible love interest and in, on uh on your home show. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look at the uh, if 
you look at the life of, of you know, worked with her when I was 12 and then worked with her again on Generation. She played my sister on that. And now, you know, having her on, on Young and the Restless, uh, you know, it's almost incestuous, man. I look at her and go, right? hey, fuck my family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. We're having a good time. I, You know, I'm glad that Debbie is on the show and, and uh you know, it's getting uh, more and more interesting uh, as as the months uh, develop. And, you know, I can't tell you too much, but I know no, there's, some, right. uh, there's some pretty obvious stuff coming that the fans figure out quick, man. If the fans are running the show, wouldn't that be interesting to have a show yeah. that was totally controlled by the fans, for the fans, by the fans. And, you know, you call it something like head writer. I've been thinking about <laughs> yeah. an idea like that. Oops, <laughs> look, I just let it go on, on the national uh, satellite radio. Shoot, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny though. It, I mean, but you know what? In a way, we have a big voice in the soap world, and you know, we are us soap fans are so loyal. Where we follow, you know, cast members from different shows to different shows. We're there from you for day one, and just like Pam and I, and, and the reason why we do our show is because we're fighting to save the remaining four shows and to show that soaps do matter. And also, you know, my, by making some dreams come true for fans to be able to talk to their favorite uh, as well, as well as well as Pam and I being able to have the chance to spend an hour with people as well. But soaps are so important. And so when, with the invention of, you know, back in the day it was snail mail, but then message boards came around and then now it's Twitter and Facebook and, and the comment lines and stuff. So I'm, I don't know how much Maria and the, and the team or any, or any writers from any of the shows, uh, you know, really listen. But when we see certain stuff develop on screen, it's like, okay, they're listening to us. I know they are because, for example, this right now in Genoa City, we just we have uh, Phyllis is getting ready to be scrutinized for that 20-year-old crime that she did when she tried to hit cricket back in the day. And we've been talking about that on fans, for fans for many years. So, so they're listening to us, I think, and I believe it. Now, if they could only get Drusilla off that branch um, and bring her back up, um, <laughs> she's been hanging out there for a while. Have you went to go look for her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, man. I was listening to you thinking uh, I didn't know where the, the exactly the question or the comment was going, but uh, when you finish, yeah, it leads to Drusilla. It all leads back to Drew. <laughs> <That's Right. it. laughs> man. Um well, as we all know, first of all, let me address the soap fans being very smart and intelligent, uh, you know, television viewers, man. Um, you know, they, they know what uh, they want to watch. And uh, if head writers, you know, pay closer attention, then they would not put certain characters together. Um, right. But, again, you know, it's all – we can't live without each other. You know, it's a give and take. And – uh, you know, I, I think the, it's, a, it's a tough job to be sitting in that chair uh, for Maria, Rena Bell, and company. Are you there? There. Hello, are you still there? Yeah. yeah. Did you drop okay, us I'm on our head? Something. something <laughs> still there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you know, with that in mind, you, you, you've got to respect that it takes a lot of work, a team of writers, you know, to to not only uh, uh, come up with the with the appropriate storyline, but execute them and keep them running long term, you know. And and I think they're pretty quick to to take away certain elements that are negative, you know, if they're too negative. Um, they tend to let certain storylines drag out. You know, it's not my job. I am the actor. I'm asked to, you know, memorize my lines, suit up, show up, and do what I'm supposed to do. And right. that, for, that for me is paramount. Um, 
You know, do I like to write myself? Yeah. Do I like to write for the show? No. But I do in a way. I'm one of the writing team because, you know, I tend to take some material and, and make it work so that it fits in my mouth properly. And you'll hear, you know, most of the actors say that. I'll, I'll speak for me. Uh, you know, I look at it and, you know, I, I, I'll memorize it word for word and then I'll go back through it and change it and, you know, make it the same because it's really music. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this is what I like to say, at the end of the day, it's all about wait till the music is put on it because that's when it's really going to work, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, that's true, but um, tough job, man. I wouldn't want to have it being the head writer of a yeah. soap opera. Yeah. When uh, Neil was introduced in, I think it was 91, uh, you were, you know, you were part, uh, part of uh, working with Victoria Rao, Tanya Lee, and Nathan, who played Nathan uh, Hastings. Uh, that was such a great quadrangle that was that was developed then, and, and there was so much uh, love for those characters. You know, sadly, you know, Drusilla has, quote, died, because I don't believe she's dead. And then uh, Olivia comes <laughs> to town, and uh, Nathan, I, I don't know where Nathan, I, don't, I forget where Nathan went. He just kind of left and hasn't been back since. Uh, you should call him up and uh, bring him back to Genoa City to, to catch up with him. But uh, that was such a great love quadrangle back then. And uh, you, I must say, I mean, Neil's been through so much in his years, but I must say, when you went through the alcoholism storyline, that was some of the best work I've seen you do. That that was such a great storyline. And anytime someone tackles it, such as Melody Thomas Scott, as she recently has reprised that that uh, that part of her history, is such a great uh, you know root of the storyline telling there. And you did such a great job with that. Uh, do, you, do you have any memories from that storyline, or did you have any? Uh, where did you where did you grasp and get that uh, emotion to play that that part of uh, Neil's history? From a lot of drinking, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it took a lot of shit. Took a lot of shit to get that one in motion. Um, thank you for your compliment, man. I appreciate that, and it was an exciting time for me too on the show. I, if, I'm, if memory serves me correctly, that was back in two thousand and three, two thousand two, two thousand three, and uh, it's always. Uh, just such a, a wonderful challenge to uh, get a storyline where, you know, to use the phrase, sink your teeth into, yeah. Uh, alcoholism, uh, any kind of mental illness, um, amnesia, maybe, I don't know. Um, you know, not playing twins, although maybe, because then you get to star opposite yourself, you know, when you go to work. <laughs> you know, and then win maybe possibly more Emmys. But, you know, uh, I, I had a... Uh, I had a marvelous time during that year, and it carried on for about six months um, from start to finish. And, you know, the one thing that I regret is that uh, it, it closed so quickly. It, you know, the, the character went from almost extreme uh, alcoholism, you know, falling down in the street in the gutter almost, to being clean and sober within a week and preaching, uh, you know, about the program and really hasn't had a battle since. Um, Relapse is part of alcoholism, and I would have hoped that by this time, you know, Neil would have managed to somehow find the bottle again, you know, in a humorous, dark dark way. But that wasn't meant to be. I think they went there briefly um, when Drew died, and we all thought, is Neil going to escape back into the alcohol? But... That didn't uh, that didn't occur. So, you know, it's uh, it's like candy, man. It's it's a really wonderful time to go to work and 
I didn't have to shave. I grew a large uh, Rip Van Winkle beard. You know, <laughs> I, I did a shower. I did the Mickey Rourke uh, actor studio method thing. You know, where I, hold on one second. I'm just. Uh, I got my nine year old who's asking me to sign. So, what would you like me to sign, Lola? And what is this? Just sign it, but what, but it's something <laughs> from school. I don't know what I'm signing. What what is it? Just sign it. Just sign it. Okay. So for those listening, just sign it. That's the word phrase of the day. Just sign it. Okay. We will. Oh, now I need to sign something else. How adorable. <laughs> yeah. You do know when you see that on TV, it's usually for a detention, so let's hope it's not that. <laughs> yes. No. This one happens to be, yes, Lola will be able to attend the awards yes. night on, well, you want to go? Yes. Uh, what is it? <laughs> You're going to get an award? Yes, Man, ain't you something. That's ah, my girl. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, that's great. What place is science fair? Okay. Look, second semester, fourth place science fair. Okay, great. Thank you, baby. I love you. <laughs> okay, go play with Zoe. Have a great time. I love you, honey. Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, listen, for all, for, all, for all you out there, that's a slice of a family Americana. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Just... Yeah, just, it's just incredible going through uh, the, the kid years, the child, you know, the hood years again with Lola because the other two are grown. Uh, I got one who's 22, uh, my son Julian, and then I've got a 20-year-old Paris, uh, a girl, and Lola is nine and just such a precocious girl, very, uh, you know, very into her friends and technology as most kids are, but knows when she's supposed to put it down and, you know, do what she's supposed to, so... Uh, is, couldn't be is she a, a girly girl? Uh, the, more of a tomboy. You know, you can give her a Barbie, but she's probably going to end up, uh, you know, digging in the backyard with it and, and making a, <laughs> make it a you know, Seriously, yeah, she's more she's more of a boy. She's a tomboy. You know, yeah. she, she loves her gymnastics. She loves her sports. Uh-huh. You know, and loves loves her iPad. I mean, you, you know, it's, it, we. That's that's the tool. See, way back when it was phone time for us. At least that's right. what it was for me. You know, right. yeah, I could use the phone as long as everything was cool, but I could only use it in 10-minute, you know, uh, increments. Right. And, and you know, call waiting, what was that? And that's why yeah. 10-minute increments, right? So uh-huh. you know, now the kids, I threaten with the iPad and say, well, you are not going to be able to do jungle crawl, whatever it is. And she goes, oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm having a great time with it. Well, they definitely they definitely keep you young, so <laughs> it's a good thing. Children are the fountain of youth, but you know what they say. What is it? Uh, the youth is wasted on the youth. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. so true. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, what does, my what does, Since you have a young one still, what does she think about, or has she ever seen Daddy on TV, and what does she think about that? Well... I mean, like what just happened. She has no idea that I'm on the phone doing a, an interview and uh, yeah. that it's, you know, satellite radio. Or, you know, she's uh, uh, kind of oblivious to, uh, and that's just the way I like it. Right. You know, to yeah. work, work that I'm doing. It, uh, it isn't really, you know, uh, programming for children, the young and the restless. I mean, right. it does have some some great storylines that 
could help, in fact, do and, and are beneficial, do help children. But uh, for the most part, I would have to say that I wouldn't want her to sit in front of, uh, you know, a soap opera at this age. She's got plenty of time. No, she doesn't. I take that back. She doesn't have plenty of time to watch soap operas because by the time <laughs> she's at that age, I mean, dare we say that, you know, the soap genre will be um, in its grave. Uh, you know, I don't want to sound maudlin or dark about it, but... Indeed, well, not if know. we could help it. Yeah, indeed. It feels <laughs> like the last days just based on, you know, what we're what we're watching with the recession, with, you know, the businesses that are going down, large corporations, big America, you know, so... But uh, I, I think we can squeeze uh, some good years out of it. I mean, you know, what do you think? What do you... What, Five, maybe ten years? We're hoping on that, if not longer. I mean, we're trying really hard to get the soap-dedicated cable channel and, you know, like SoapNet should have been instead of going on to be, you know, Disney Junior for a lot of of the cable companies right now. I still have SoapNet in Chicago with the, the soaps rerunning in the evening, which is good, but I don't know how much longer that's going to be. So... Let's just hope that we can get the soaps onto a channel and people follow and keep watching. Yeah. Oh, with soap, yeah. with soap net being canceled, it doesn't look good. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. I I know, I know, but we we still have hope. We still see that light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe it's wishful thinking, but we're not going to give up without a fight. That's for sure. And the one yeah. thing I. I Oh, I just Sorry. wanted to say. Real, I, oh, that's okay. I, I just wanted to say real quick, and and there was a little bit of proof there because the revolution got canceled, and uh, because we fans refused to let to watch the revolution, and the ratings were so bad that you know it could have been one life to live this last six months on the air instead of the revolution. So there's a little bit of hope there at ABC to keep General General Hospital, General Hospital General Hospital on the air for you know another extended period of amount of time. I don't I don't I don't foresee CBS shows being in any danger in the immediate future because Young and Restless has been number one and the Bell Legacy has been around for so long and I really think that you know Genoa City and Los Angeles with Bold and the Beautiful and Young and Restless can last a long time. Um, I just hope and pray that we can keep them on for as long as possible and keep you the actors giving us what we love to to watch every day. I mean, we, we there's enough cooking channels. There's cooking channels for these cooking shows to go on to. They don't need to take up our daytime where it's been generational for 50, 60, 70 years of radio and, 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 and television soap operas where our grandparents and and parents have watched it. And I know it's a different time, and, we're, and maybe, maybe it's just because we're old. <laughs> it's just, yeah. the, the, new, the kids today just want to watch Kardashians, and it's just that is the trash compared to good script of television, good to a fantasy world to get away to instead of a reality world that we face every day. Well said. Well put, my man. <laughs> uh, it's true. You know, the CBS, I mean, the lineup that we have now, it, it used to be Guiding Light and uh, Another World as the world turns. No, not Another World as the world turns. And, you know, we, we're, we're down to Bold and Beautiful and Young and the Restless. Uh, the, both shows, the, the Bell family name, it's a dynasty been around for, you know, a, a long time. And I think, you know, it, it's really, it's up to CBS and the licensing agreement that's that's uh, struck and Sony. There's, a, a, you know, a number of different people involved. Right. And, uh, but I, I do believe that there's a lot more story to tell, you know, being on the inside looking out and then also being on the outside looking in. There's a mm-hmm. lot more story with the characters that we currently have, and I'm sure there's going to be new characters that are developed. You know, the, mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't. We're not going anywhere right now, and um, yeah, you know, we're we're in place. I know until the end of 2013 or something like that. So yeah, we'll just keep uh, you know telling uh, the stories that we're that we're telling. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful to Young and the Restless for another reason, too, for bringing Debbie Morgan and Darnell Williams over there. I mean, I've watched them on All My Children for ever and a day. And when that was canceled and One Life to Live was canceled, you know, it just tore me up. Yeah. It's it's wonderful to have Darnell uh, on our show. He's such a good-spirited guy. Great, uh, you know, great actor. Um, just has his uh, award accolades and you know, mm-hmm. Brings a lot of cachet. Debbie and Darnell bring a lot of cachet to the show. And, right. Uh, you know, it's nice to to work with heavyweights. What I like to call heavyweights. And, right. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't great, think great. I'd be able to get used to them being a different character, but they're so talented that it's so easily believable. And that is why we are thespians. We are. That's actors. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I wanted to just briefly touch on the you know the satura- oversaturation of of uh you know the the channels that we have and really on television anyway and, and really where it, where it, where it began where it started the you know if you think back to the early mid 90s there was an event that occurred that shell shocked the nation and and had all of us glued to our television sets in all OJ OJ Simpson horror. right OJ Simpson right so yep. can we can we candidly talk can we say that OJ was possibly single-handedly responsible for the demise. Yes. Yes, I do say that that glove did fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, all, you know, all kidding aside, it did take a hit, you know, yeah. after the, the low-speed chase and the trial, and then audience members really, honestly, you know, certain people never came back. And and then we really started pushing all these you know satellite channels. That was the mid '90s to the late '90s. And by the by the end of the '90s, you know you had to have a dish. Everyone had a dish that was cool. The next door neighbors, the Smiths had a satellite dish. You know, so it was no longer cable. And um, you know, so you, to choose from, you know, the a crime channel, a cooking channel, a soap channel. I mean, seriously, come on. There's just, there's just too much. It's oversaturation. And, right. and that's what's happened everywhere. You know, I go to my local video store that uh, is just being boarded up, and you go, well, it's supply and demand. You know, what uh, what people are doing now is you get digital downloads. You know, you go up to Netflix or, you know, you get your digital downloads so you don't have to leave the house. It's a fast food nation that we live in. It. Right. Oh, and they also need to learn – they need to find a way – to better uh, track the ratings of the people that are viewing because it is on on the web and it is on SoapNet and it is on a phone and, you know, various different ways to watch TV that they need to find a different way because Nielsen is not doing it. Right, of course. Well, yeah, you're, you're getting, you're treading, you know, dangerous, murky water. <laughs> Uh, Napster, you know, the music industry, which has taken such a hit. Right. Uh, you know, the film business, the pirating, uh, it, which has taken such a hit. It's all relative and, and you know, what, what we're what we're going through, you know. And so, but um, I think we're just, uh, right now, we're lucky to have jobs. We're all lucky to be talking about something as positive as daytime television and soap operas. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. And that goes for no. the people behind the cameras as well, all the crew. 
Oh uh, yeah, man. We have a uh, man. Our local 33 and 55. I mean, there's some giants in there, man. They've been doing it for 30, you know, plus years, and uh, they are the reason why we can get up there and, and you know put our art on the stage. Um, right. If it wasn't for a collective effort, then nobody would be watching television. There wouldn't be anything to watch. Right. You know, yeah. So absolutely. Absolutely. It all well, you were talking about uh, oversaturation of, you know, television stations and stuff, too, but also in daytime, not just, you, you know, your show, but all the shows. It seems like there's also an oversaturation of characters, and they're, they're, they push out the vets sometimes to give story to the younger people, but us who have watched it for 20, 30, almost 40 years, you know, we want to see the vets, and the vets seem to be pushed aside, and we don't get to see them as much, and there's also a lot of characters going on. Uh, you know, there's just so many storylines going on. It's kind of. It seems like it's gotten more confusing, or I'm just getting old and and I just can't <laughs> handle the multi. You're just multi you're just senile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. It just well, doesn't. It's just not the same storytelling as it used to be on daytime. Uh, you know, particularly in, in Genoa City, it just seems like there's a lot going on, and it's not as level as it used to be. Um, I, I really miss the passion and the romance. That's really what I missed, and I just wish I could run in there and just drop a few scripts off to bring the romance and passion back because we had storytelling uh, story that lasted seven months last year with the Diane murder mystery. That lasted just way too long, and I don't even know if they knew who killed Diane. And it just and and we don't see enough of the winters. Um, you know, there's a thing about Winter's Wednesday, but that's just that's sad because we should be able to see everyone in a diverse storytelling all week long, all month long. Um, I know that there's changes may, be, being made. You know, we've lost some some cast members recently on, on all the shows. And, and I understand it, it, they need to get back to basics, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion. You know, I've devoted 30 years into Young and the Restless, and um, I, it seems like when you devote, you're, you're like family to me. You're like a brother from another mother. I've always You're like my distant brother that I have grown up with since 91, and I, I want to see you. And I want to and I want to see your family. And you know, um, you know, we definitely don't get to see Lily enough, and we don't get to see. Uh, you know, luckily, uh, Devon's been on a lot. You know, he Brighton, his sister, is just a fantastic actor, and he, you know, what he's doing lately uh, with, uh, you know, welcoming his father into his, his you know, uh, biological father, and um, the situation with his career with Angelina. I mean, I'm just so grateful to see him a, a lot more as well. So we just want more of you guys on there. Because, you know, you've been... Well, man, you are my new best friend, my bestest friend. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I'd like to be on more, too. Um, you know, if you don't forget, and I, I, don't, I don't need to remind you, there are bean counters and pencil pushers behind the scenes, as well as crew members, right? But the, these, these, these pencil pushers look at demographics, and they look at, you know, the 18 to 30 and the 18 to 35 and the 21 to 192. You know, hi, 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 hi. I mean, it's, it's definitely an orchestrated game that, yeah. uh, you know, this is one of the reasons why you see during the summer, especially leading up to the summer and the summer, younger storylines on the shows. They know the kids are out of school and they're hoping to get a new a new audience hooked to the show over the summer. Um, you know, as far as characters from other shows coming on our show, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes I've, I've walked into work and I go, hey, I was just watching them on a competing network, <laughs> and right. I didn't even know that they were coming on our show, and now they're on our show. Um, yeah. You know, and that, again, that's I think that's very divisive uh, because they want to bring again new viewers to the show. 
So they're mm-hmm. hoping that, you know, obvious, I don't need to tell you, the obvious is that Jeannie Francis's fans from General Hospital, you know, are going to follow her over. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know, so, so you know, that, that's that's why they, they've been trying and experimenting uh, the, the new the new cast and the, and the new hires on the show. Um, as far as getting back to the basics with the core characters that are, you know, they've been on the show for years, you know, we sit patiently and bide our time. You know, yeah. and, and we come out of the closet at times that, I mean, this sounds kind of morose, but we come out of the closet at times, no pun intended, you know, we <laughs> some holiday specials, holiday shows, stuff like that, you know, and so that the that the audience says, oh, yeah, they are still there, you know, but yeah. uh, truthfully, it's, again, it's, it's a tough job to the captain of the ship, I wouldn't want that responsibility. Right. Yeah. And, well, I'd um, say one of one of my favorite scenes recently was you singing. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> uh, You had to bring that up, didn't you? I knew you were going to bring that one up. Okay. Well, yeah, I had to that that. I mean. <laughs> that was yeah. entertainment. <laughs> sure. And see, now they're, they're, they're partnering, you know, the music of, of Diane DeCarmo. Uh-huh. And, you know, and Sony and the show uh, to draw in some new viewers. Yeah. And, and sell music, you know. So everything has a uh, has a plan. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm never more, I'm, I've never been more aware of it, you know, in the last few years as the show has been, you know, nearing this uh, last, I don't know how, how many years we have, but, you know, the... Uh, it's it's definitely a treat to be part of it. It's magical, you know, to watch it unfold. Yeah, we ha- we had uh, Diana DeGarmo on our show last week or two weeks ago, and uh, what a what a great treat she is. She was she's so talented. But when but the fans when we first heard that annoying Snooky like Jersey Shore, we're like, oh my god, why are they bringing this kind of character in? But then <laughs> yeah. as she got as then as she developed and you know she's she left L- she left to go to L A. We loved her because she became, you know, a, a good, sweet person, and she did the right thing by Kevin and and all that. But it was, she's, she's just that's such great, and and you know, people, fans of hers, like you said, tuned in and 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 now are fans of the show because of of Angelina's character on there. Right. Yeah. Now, can you sing in real life? I'm sorry. Say that again. Can you sing in real life? Yeah, sure. I'm, I can sing in the shower. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Will we, right? will we get any show. new music? Yeah, no, I'm not planning on singing anytime soon. You know, I'll leave that to the professionals. Absolutely. Yeah. My daughter, Paris, who's 20, she can sing. She has some pipes. That's not me. I actually play guitar. You know, I'm musical. I'm musically inclined. And I can hold a song. I can hold a note. I just, you know, so there's some singers out there, man. I mean, I, you know, so the American Idol, the X Factor, you see some real talent that are getting the chance to, you know, uh, get rich from it. And uh, that is definitely not on my radar whatsoever. <laughs> well, you yeah. hung around with some great singers, Gladys Knight, Smokey Robinson, Tony Orlando, yeah. Diane Carroll. I mean, all of those people, nothing rubbed off on you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> funny. I, you know, I dated for three years. <clears throat> I almost married Della Reese's stepdaughter, um, oh, wow. Dominique. And, uh, yeah, I, I would go and listen to Della sing at her church uh, quite often every Sunday, and what an amazing voice she has. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've been fortunate and, and been able to you know, work with some very good people, very uh, legendary people, you know, Gladys Definitely. Knight. Definitely. Yeah, 
play my mama in a, uh, a television series years ago called Charlie and Company. Flip Wilson was dad, uh, Gladys was mom, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, Jaleel White, Urkel, was my little brother. Uh-huh. And uh, we had high hopes for that show. That show was a CBS network show that <clears throat> was put on because they had passed, originally passed on the Cosby show. And the guy who had passed on the Cosby show, needless to say, ended up, you know, unemployed at CBS. Yeah. But Charlie <laughs> Company was in answer to the Cosby show. And, man, we did uh, 18 episodes, and we were done. You know, it, uh, yeah. it was unfortunate. We had a good time doing it. Well, you did you did get to go on an episode or so of, of the Cosby show as well. So that was good. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, when Cosby, uh, the Cosby show was uh, running number one that year. Well, ran number one every every episode it was on. But, uh, yeah, you know, working with Cos and Lisa Bonet and Felicia Rashad, I mean, just mm-hmm. it's real, again, legendary you know, status, man, the, the cause, just watching him at, uh, he's a comedic genius. and uh, He is. And just, again, been so fortunate in my career to meet up with some you know, real talent, you know, so I've been blessed. Well, I we, I can't go any further with speaking about co-stars without bringing up Shamar Moore, because right now on my television, Criminal Minds is on, and I'm thinking, how coincidental that your ex-co-star is right here on my television as I'm talking to Neil Winters. Uh I mi- we miss him so much on on you know Young and Restless. There was a, a big change when Darius came on to play Malcolm, you know, because we grew up, you know, becoming a you know loving the sexy, suave, smooth Malcolm Winter. So it was so different when Darius came because he brought a different dynamic to. Wait, what are you trying to say that my brother Darius is sexy, suave, and smooth? What are you trying to say? In a different. In a different way. In a different way. way. In a different way. What's happening, man? So they're talking about you, D? No, man. Yeah, yeah, first of all, I mean, on the Darius topic, man, what what big shoes to fill? I mean, you know, short of filling uh, Drusilla's shoes or. Victor Newman's shoes. I mean, that, that's a pretty tough uh, askance. And yeah. when I heard about them bringing back the character, I was, uh, you know, immediately uh, caught with the feeling that, well, they're going to try to find a real pretty boy. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they, but they, they shouldn't make the mistake of trying to go for a lookalike, you know, right. as long as they find somebody that... And so then, then I heard to the grapevine that they were going... Opposite. Not saying that my dude D ain't a pretty boy. He's just a totally different type. Because you right. really know what we're talking about when we call pretty boys or whatever. So bottom yeah. line is, it's that they were going in quite the reverse. They wanted to make people forget all about Shamar Moore, which is an impossible thing to do. Oh, girls, they ain't gonna forget about Shamar no. Moore, man. You know. And so, so when they had the casting call, I remember I was called in to read with the actors, and you know they had about. I'd say it got down to a, a top four, and none of them resembled Shamar whatsoever, not at all. And you know, and, and uh, Darius came in and, and did a just so cold. And for those of you who don't know what so cold means, means so good, so cold that blew the room away. It was a very tough yeah. audition scene, and when he left there, you know, I think they all knew that that. Darius was the one to play the role, you know, and it's done yeah. quite a bit in in daytime. Uh, you know, a, a character either leaves and they have to recast. Uh, this was a harsh 
to say the least, for the fans, because you you just you can't replace a Shamar, you can't yeah. replace you can't replace a Victoria Rowell. You know, right. it's next to impossible. It's it's probably better to eliminate the character altogether. I don't know at this point whether the fans feel like they would rather see, you know, a new actress play the role of Drusilla just to have the character back on the canvas or completely eliminate it and keep her dead, you know. And I have a feeling that people would rather keep her dead than to see someone new come in and try to live that, breathe that role. Yeah, well, I, I have to tell you that I would never, ever imagine anybody else playing Neil Winters but you. Never. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. The reason why my character is easier to uh, to replace no. is because it's, well, I'm saying it's, a, it's a businessman, right? And there's a lot of cold brothers out there in business. You know, the the, the characters of Drew and, and Shamar, you know, were so far extreme one way and so far extreme the other. You know, that, that just yeah. that ghettoized street, you know, sense uh, with the sophistication that they were both able to bring, you know, and so they were able to tow the fence or, or ride the fence, and that worked well, you know. So, but I appreciate you saying that. I, I love, I love hearing you. Uh, you I, know, I, I mean you. it so, from the heart. I mean it from the heart. I'll be throwing a big fit if that ever happened. Well, Everybody would hear me. Like Everybody <laughs> <Yep>. would hear me. <laughs> yeah, there, there, it's really hard when there is a recast. When there's a. Um, quick recast uh, such as uh, Chris Ingen and Michael Mooney where it was just like literally within the next episode uh, that's really shocking but then you know when you have someone like come in years later to play a, a legendary role such as you know Drusilla or um, uh, you know Shamar you know Shamar, Merle, Shamar Moore's role it's it's just it's even more shocking I think because you know you're used to it but when it's, you know uh, when, when um, Adam Newman was uh, recasted uh, you know, we'd just gotten used to one actor, and then bam, we got a you know new you know a new actor coming in. But now Mike Mooney is just fantastic, and he's we you know he's he's doing great, and we, he's the only Adam Newman I can think of now. Right, uh, right. So yeah, I can't imagine anybody you know, and I wouldn't want anybody to even try to recast you because that means you'd no. be off my screen, and I don't appreciate that. So no, nope. they better talk to us first. My man, you're gonna be my agent too, so I'm signing <laughs> you up. We can do PR work. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, we we literally work like eight hours a day on our show, trying to you know to not only do the research for the the guests, but trying to get the guests and try to show that we're a legit show and not just some you know knuckleheads trying to you know talk to cast members. We're really trying to you know make a movement here and try to save your job because we want to be entertained for years to come. So that's why Pam and I joined forces and, and brought the show to life because I mean there's a few other shows out there and and we're all got the same you know core values that we all want to. Uh, keep you guys around as long as possible and you want to work and you know you got a mortgage and stuff you got you, you want to work too this is true yep so back so has got to eat too yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm going to well, ask one question from one fan um that couldn't call in because she's at the heat game again doug right. i think you probably know who this is oh yeah uh this is coming from tracy and blair and she wants to know after all of your years on y&r what has been your favorite storyline um, Tracy and Blair, thanks for the question. And my favorite storyline on the show to date would have to be the romancing of uh, the character, Neil's romancing of the character of Drusilla. And yeah. uh, the, it was a real, you know, push and pull, tug of war fight 
um, the two characters, you know, diametrically opposed, mm-hmm. one from the street and one, you know, uh, sophisticated and educated. And so uh, I think when Neil finally saw Drusilla uh, dance and uh, in, in, in do her ballet, it just it got him twisted, honestly. And, you know, that that was my favorite show, the very beginning of the first few years, you know, because that's when the family started developing, the Winters family. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for that question. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm sure she'll appreciate that that answer too. She really now, wishes she could be here. Yeah, she's she's a huge supporter. Thank you, Trace, for that. Um, if you can just put Neil's hat on for a second, and I and I'm sure. talking Neil Winters for a second. Is Drusilla yeah. the love of Neil's life? <laughs> is Drusilla oh. the love of Neil's life? Is, is that a real question? Because I mean, the real well, answer is, oh, man, absolutely, one thousand million percent. I mean, those yeah. those two as as opposites. As opposite as they were, you know, they were the the, the soulmates. They are absolutely soulmates, yeah. and um, yeah, you know, super couple status. Yeah, sure. I mean, we you know we had a nice run, uh, but uh, absolutely, and that's why it's so tough for the fans to watch as Neil, you know, piddles around trying to figure out his romantic life and keeps coming up short. Right. Yeah. Because well, I'm too- I must. I must say, uh, Julia is is fantastic. Uh, you know, her character, uh, Sophia, is just is just a, she's a beautiful, vibrant, beautiful lady, and and I love her. But it's so hard to picture you with any with, with Neil with anybody than Drusilla. But I will say, when you were flirting with, uh, there was two times that I kind of was like, okay, I can dig this. And this is when you when Neil was with uh, Heather Tom's uh, portrayal of Victoria Newman, and then also with Leslie Michelson. Because that actress that plays Leslie is one beautiful, beautiful lady, and I thought, okay. At first, I thought, oh, maybe this is Drusilla, and she's back, and she's had a facelift or something. I thought, oh, maybe you know, one can dream. But um, but those two, uh, those two Conwell, yeah, yeah, Andrea Conwell, Leslie, and uh, yeah, she's a sweetheart, and uh, woo, what a beautiful lady, man. Um, yeah, and, and actress. Um, yeah, I'm sorry that they let that part of, of that story go as well. I, I thought that they were leading somewhere, and then it, it was pulled. Um, yeah. Don't know why, and didn't ask. So, you know, but I, I just had, uh, uh, I, I just did a job with Angela about oof, six, seven months ago, um, a pilot that my buddy Bentley Kyle Evans, executive produced. He was the showrunner, executive producer for uh, the Jamie Foxx show, the Martin show, and uh, he called me and asked me to do this pilot, uh, something called family time, and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I yeah I did the uh, the pilot, and now he sold it to I want to say it's a company. Uh, it's a net, the network's called Bounce. Oh, okay. Bounce. It's called Family Time. So look for it out there. It should be pretty uh, should be pretty good. Oh, perfect. Well, I could talk about Neil all day long because you know, this. I mean, every time we do these interviews with people, it just I forget that we're on air. I just feel like I'm talking to an old friend that I've known forever <laughs> and just catching up with. So, but I do. We do have fans that are wanting to talk to you, and so uh, if we if we can go ahead and uh, take some fan calls, then we will move on to that portion before we close up. Okay, sure. Uh, I'd love to, man. Let's be LeBron the fans. <laughs> all right. Uh, up first is David. David, you're on with Christoph. Go ahead. Hey, Christoph. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, sir. 
Good. Well, I've enjoyed you for years. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Where are you from? Where are you from? I'm in the upstate New York area, outside of Albany. Okay, got you. I'm uh, I'm originally not too far from you, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, really? Yep, that was my stomping ground, at least for the first four years of my life, five years. That sounds cool. I got a question for you, sir. Okay, what is uh, it, what have you learned from each of your leading ladies? Very tough question. Uh, I think because there's been, I shamelessly say, there's been so many, but there hasn't been that many. Um, you learn something different from each and every one. I mean, you know, with Victoria, I learned a lot about uh, going after the organic reality and drama and comedy of a scene. Um, because we were able to work with each other so long, I think we got to know each other, you know, our instruments so well. And that's what we are. You know, as actors, we're, we're just merely instruments. Um, you know, the, the, uh, there's been a lot of them. I mean, Jonelle Allen, who was on Generations, she taught me about patience, not rushing scenes. Um, uh, Vivica Fox, taught me um, a lot about patience as well because we got into our little tiffs and fights in the beginning when we first started working with each other. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's there's been a lot, you know. It's, uh, it's a pretty broad uh, question. I'll okay. answer for you, though. You have, thanks. Oh, and I have to tell you, um, one of my favorite scenes that I remember you is when when Scott Reeves' character was killed. And how you mourned for him, that was just yeah. awesome. Uh, David, that was, uh, yeah, that was a tough uh, scene to, to take. Scott and I were very close friends on the show as well. Uh, we used to frequent each other's houses, et cetera, families. And, and so when he, was, uh, when he was let go, his character was killed, it was a set time. So that, that was probably a lot of true emotion in there. But I uh, appreciate you, uh, you saying that, David. Uh, well, oh, you're you, very welcome, sir. Yep, thank you, Christoph. Thank you. Thank you for watching the show and keep watching us. All right. I shall. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. All right, up next is Donna. Donna, you're go ahead. Oh, hey, Christoph. How are you? I didn't realize I was second already. I was sitting here thinking I was going to wait forever. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Donna, I'm doing splendid today. Yeah, waiting forever. I know. Like, but uh, so you got on pretty quick, huh? I did. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize I was second. <laughs> good. It's so show. good to talk to you. I've been watching the show since I was like five, so it's been forever. <laughs> but, um, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite stuff that's going on in the show right now? Just give me a give me a heads up. Oh, for it right now. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh no! I'm. Oh. <laughs> wow. uh, you can say everything. Everything, yes, everything. <laughs> but I do like to see. I love your scenes with um, Julia, and I'm gonna have to say, couldn't you lot have? Couldn't Neil have lied to her a little bit? I mean, to outright tell her he just didn't love her. I was like, oh, 
Really, Neil? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This was a this was a lose lose situation for Neil. If you think it about wasn't. it, right? Look at it I, I very very rarely use the word character assassination, but and right. I shouldn't use it here as much as just to explain that. Uh, it was a lose-lose thing, you know. He he uh, he has, uh, for lack of a better term, sex sexual intercourse with his brother's wife. Uh, right. is, is it right. based on revenge? Could have been uh, right. some of it, but there was a real mutual attraction because of their business life. And mm-hmm. so, what happens? I mean, she gets pregnant, and the kid happens to be Neil's. You know, he right. does the noble, honorable thing, so he thinks and asks her hand in marriage so that the right. baby can be raised, you know, in a two-parent household. Um, it's right. honorable and noble, but we all know that there's going to be, you know, the big fall. And that's the thing right. with soaps. And that's the thing with drama. I mean, there would be no drama if, right. if they got along famously, you know, right. they fell in love and they and they lived happily ever after. There'd be no drama there. Right. When well, she pulled nice, out those divorce nice. papers, I was like, you go, girl. You throw those divorce papers in this <laughs> So Neil has to end up turning into a cad, so to speak. So that's what at least what you know fans are feeling that right. he would you know eliminate this beautiful person out of his life because he is now he now has these these feelings for harmony, you know. And, right. And, and you and Debbie Mormon, Debbie Morgan do have great chemistry. You really, really do. You guys do a great job. Oh, thank you. We enjoy it, man. I appreciate you saying that. We have a good time on set. Right. Well, my question for you is real quickly, um, have you ever, I guess you kind of, when you said you had done a pilot, but have you ever thought about doing anything on the side outside of The Young and the Restless? Because I know like when Billy Miller did Ringer, it was great seeing him do something besides playing Billy Abbott. You know, he was so great on that show. And is that something you ever thought about doing, doing something on the side outside of The Young and the Restless? Well, sure. As an actor, you always want to work. Right. Time over the years that you know I love to work outside of the show, and I do. It's just uh, they're few and far between. Um, I'm currently um, I just finished post production on a documentary uh, that's uh, about my family and uh, uh, a certain incident that happened many 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 years ago. Um, it has to do with the occult and uh, you know religion and spiritualism, etc. So I just finished okay. doing that. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, I, I, like, I like to write. Um, I have uh, some original material that I've been uh, trying to sell, as many actors have, trying to produce and direct on the side. So, okay. uh, you know, if given the chance, then uh, maybe you'll see a project that I'm behind, that I've written, that I've produced, that I've directed. You know, that's, that's really where I'm trying to well, post my... Well, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But, all right, well, well thank it was you, great Donna. talking to you. Thanks for taking my call. Bye, guys. Thank you, Donna. Bye. All right, up next is area code 404. I didn't get your name. Uh, go ahead. Uh, this is uh, Brian. I, I called earlier, but my phone got disconnected. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back. You're on with Christoph. Go ahead and ask your question. Hello, uh, Christoph. Uh, I want to yeah. first off say that, that you are a uh, soap opera legend. I know that you've been on CBS for a long time, and, you know, along with uh, Victor Neiman and Jack Abbott, you're a soap opera legend in my mind. But uh, I I wanted to ask you... Uh, Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Those are powerful words, man. Thank you, brother. You're, you're welcome. Uh, 
I wanted to ask you, uh, how how was it working? Uh, how's it been working with uh, uh, Devon through the uh, Hearing Loss storyline and also with him being uh, Richie from uh, Family Matters that used to come on? And also, how was it working through the storyline with uh, Lily when she had uh, cancer? What was the first part of the question? How's it working with who? Uh, uh, Devon, when he had the hearing loss on the Young and the Restless. Oh. <clears throat> you know, right, he was of course. Ricky from uh, Family Matters. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, well, that particular storyline, uh, yeah, Brighton uh, James, the actor who plays Devon, and I love my boy Brighton, man. He, we just, uh, you know, we were so lucky to have him, and um, he actually um, has given storylines to the young and the restless to do with his uh, hearing or to do with that particular uh, uh, implant device. Um, that was a story, though, uh, initialized by Victoria Rowell. And she, I think, written out some very uh, concise uh, storyline uh, information about, you know, uh, adopting uh, a young man, a young boy, and uh, partly because of her passion for her foundation. And yes. it was uh, a kind of a labor of love. We all done it and, and, you know, just couldn't uh, happy to, uh, you know, a controversial, medically uplifting story to the general public. You know, so, and Brighton played that beautifully, man. And uh, we just did a, a wraparound storyline with, uh, a medical procedure that was done on, on Devon that I'm sure a lot of fans saw where, uh, you know, he was able to remove the cochlear implant. And, uh, you know, these are the kind of storylines that Bill Bell Sr. W- would be so proud of. You know, that yes. uh, real gripping, beautiful, you know, uh, information like that that, you know, and, and uh, thank God for uh, for telling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it helped a lot of people on the outside, too, that were watching the show that didn't know anything about it. Are you still there? I mean, you're cutting in and out. Yeah, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Cutting in and out. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. Okay, there you go. I got you back. Okay. I, I was saying that I think it it probably helped a lot of people in real life that didn't know about the operation and the implants and such, you know, that they can go ahead and get that done. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for for a lot of folks, television comes their newspaper. And, right. And uh, they may not watch the news, but, you know, they may be watching our soap and find a story that hits close to home. You know, and again, anytime you delve into the medical world and procedures that are, you know, new and uh, new technology, that's exciting, you know, to be able to be a part of that. I know we were going back as uh, as far as the 70s or the 80s, and uh, Jeannie Cooper did a uh, a facelift on the show. Mm, yeah, I remember that. So this is just one of the many storylines that, have, you know, that have been Par for the course for being number one for as long as we have, I guess. Right, yeah. right. Well, thank you, Brian, for that question. Uh, up next is area code nine seven three. Go ahead, you're on with Christoph. Uh, hi, this is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Did you say 
Hi, Kathy. How are you, Kathy? Oh, good. How are you? I'm doing just fine today. Thanks. What's happening with you? Oh, this is so exciting. I'm talking to Neil Winters. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you when you first came on the show. I've been watching the show for over 20 years. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been yeah. a minute, man. Yeah. It feels like yesterday. <laughs> oh, I, I love you, Dirk. Yeah. Hello? Are you there? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, you were breaking in and out. Hello? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's your question for Christoph? Oh, um, the actress, Morgan, are they trying to bring her back like Drusilla? Are they trying to big bring back Drusilla? Are you asking? No, uh, trying to make Debbie like, like Drusilla. Oh, to make oh, Debbie Morgan like Drusilla? Her, yeah, right. Yeah. Because her character. No, they're not. They're, they're not trying to make Debbie Morgan into Drusilla. It's just, uh, you know, it's a, it's another uh, female African American character that's uh-huh. been uh, cast to uh, bring interaction with um, with the rest of the cast. And it's yeah. you know obvious that it's not just for the African American storyline, and it's not necessarily an African American storyline as much yeah. as. I'd say a winter storyline, but that isn't happening. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read articles in the film magazine about them trying to get Priscilla back, but I don't know if it's the powers that be that don't want her back yet, or, or she doesn't want to come back yet, or. I couldn't really hear that. Get one more time. Oh. Oh, I read in some magazine how Victoria Rowe wants to come back, but I don't know if uh, they're ready for her to come back so they have a storyline for her. If I, if I understand you correctly, uh, your question is about Victoria Rowell and yeah. the possible yeah. return. I, I don't know. You know, Vic, Vicky, um, she's been in conference with the and uh, I haven't spoken to her in quite some time. Uh, I do know that, you know, she's a fan favorite. I mean, we all know that. And, yeah. uh, I mean, Stevie Wonder can see that. So, you know, <laughs> the bottom line is uh, it, it, uh, her return is, is up to the network, CBS, Sony uh-huh. and to Victoria and her management. So if they can, you know, if they're in conference and they work out a deal, you'll see a return. I I'm, I don't know anything about a return though right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank you keep so up much. the good work. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And keep watching the show. All right. Thank you, Kathy. All right. We're going to wrap up here in a few. Let's go ahead and take a call from 585. Go ahead. You're on with Christoph. Hi, Christoph. My name's Pam. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. I've been writing to you for quite a while. I can barely hear you. I, uh, can you say it again? I said I've been writing to you for quite a while. And my question was, career-wise, is there something that you haven't done that you would like to do? Is there something that I what? Is there something you haven't done that you would like to do? Uh, it's too bad. This is a bad connection on the phone. I think you said, is there something that, I, that I'd that i like to do that I haven't done yet? Is that what you said? Right, right, yeah. right. yes, yes. Um, sure, I'd like to see Neil uh, start his own business and, <clears throat> you know, be, uh, be one of the corporate warring giants along with Victor and with uh, Catherine, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an African-American-based company, but I, I thought often that he should be 
at the helm of his very own company. It makes sense <clears throat> since he learned everything he knows from Victor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even if he got into a battle with Victor. Yeah, that would be nice to see. I kind of miss those storylines where you used to go head-to-head with, with Victor. Yeah, that would be nice, man. We had it for a quick minute, and then they dissolved it. But uh, yeah, seems like everyone at some point does, uh, does battle with Victor, right? Yeah. Well, uh, um, we'll go ahead and take one last call if you got time. Sure. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Sam, for that question. I know we're having connection issues, so I do apologize that, for that. Uh, area code 515, you're on with Christoph. Go ahead. Hi, Christoph. My name is Joan. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you tonight? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. What can I do for you tonight? What would you like to know? Well, first of all, I'd just like to say this has just been a wonderful interview. Just hearing you speak about so many different things has been just terrific. And I'm just curious. I've been watching the show since before you were on it, so ever since you started. And I really can't pick a favorite time or or episode or a story arc that's my favorite. I was just curious if you had a favorite one since you've been on the show and why. Uh, Yeah, I've had a few of them. Um, I talked about one earlier where uh, my character romance, Drusilla, you know, the courting of uh, Drusilla. But, uh, oh, that was wonderful. Yeah, I remember that. Thank you. You know, I've got to go back uh, to more recent years, 2005-06, when um, Neil decided to go basically rogue. Um, you know, he, uh, he left everything. He decided... Uh, was going to open a jazz club, Indigo. Uh, he started dressing differently. You know, he got out of the suits and started wearing Kanye West type of clothes. I don't know why. <laughs> he flipped out for a minute. <laughs> and that that was, he was just trying to find himself. And so that that particular year, that was when the Carmen Mesta murder uh, was happening. Yeah. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, And that was nice to see that different side of you, you know, as the actor in the show itself, because you generally played pretty much the same person all along that dressed the same way. So that was really nice to see, you know, that, that rogue side, I guess, of Neil. So we appreciate that as fans. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you watching the show for as long as you have and keep watching it. Hopefully we got some years to go. Oh, I will never give up, and I will keep supporting Doug and Pam and, and their, uh, their, their uh, uh, you know, to, to keep the soaps alive. So I am very much a fan of that as well. Uh, well Thank you. you. We'll change the phrase from keep hope alive to keep soaps alive. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. There's the new tagline. Thank you so much, Joan. Thank you. Thanks so much, Christoph, for talking to me. I appreciate it. Thank you. You have a wonderful life. You too. All right. Okay. All right. Now, last call of the night is Erica 704. You're on with Christoph. Thank you. Thanks so much, Christoph, for talking to me. I appreciate it. Hello, Erica 704. You too. Hey, 704, are you there? Are you there, 704? Well, let me try one more time. Hello. What's going on? Yeah, 704, you're Yep, there she is. 
Can you hear me? I hear someone. Yes, I hear your voice. Who are you? What's your name? (laughs) My name is Kelly, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I follow you on Twitter and give you a hard time here and there. (laughs) Kelly, what's uh, what's your name on Twitter? Kelly NC Mom. Kelly NC Mom. Yeah, I think I, okay, I know who you are. Yeah, you picked on me a few times, too. Oh, cool. That's great. Well, nice to meet you on the phone like this. We know each other in Twizzle land. Yes, and it's so awesome. Like the last caller, I have been watching you. I'm in my 40s, and I've been watching Young and the Restless since I was in elementary school. And I love it, and I love that it is still on. And every day I worry about it with the way that the soaps have been kind of dying off. And how how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, and mm-hmm. how do I feel about it? Um, well, it's it's disappointing to be part of a genre that is, uh, it seems like it has a limited lifespan now. Not seems, but it does. I mean, right. let's face it, you know, we're watching the shows, the soaps uh, fall like dead flies. And, you know, the, it's, it's just a, it's a sign of the times of, dare I say, network television, becoming yeah. more and more obsolete. Um, cable has become more powerful, you know, with the advent of uh, satellite and, and TiVo. You know, the fact that we can record our shows and video on demand and watch whenever we want, as opposed to many, many years ago, we had what we call appointment television. I mean, I right. remember... Sunday night at the movies, and I remember the music. And I used to look forward to that because I wanted to hear the music. And even if the subject matter wasn't good for me to watch, because my parents would send me in my room and I'd listen to the door anyway, I I look forward to appointment television. You know, we do not have that anymore. Yeah, right. That's really you know at the crux of it, and. I, it's saddening, and, uh, you know, I hope that uh, soaps can somehow find a home elsewhere, whether it's the Internet, you know, in, in some webisode-type series, or, you know, maybe maybe there'll be a resurgence. If we, if we, if we look at things uh, like game shows that come and go, you know, right. they're hot for a minute, and then they're dead, and then all of a sudden one game show hits, and they're all copying them. Will the same happen with, with, with soap operas? Very well could. I mean, we're watching, what, Dallas now, you know, on right, primetime. Right, coming back. And that's a, right. That's a big soap comeback, man. Um, you know, I think Young and the Restless, uh, you know, is, is good enough to end up on primetime television. I mean, if they were to really take it seriously and, you know, nurture the audience even that much more and give it – they used to do primetime telecasts on the show years ago, you know, right. it was a very special occasion. But uh, – it, like I said, it's disappointing, but there's nothing we can do about it. You know, we just we enjoy it, celebrate it, because it's been a wonderful ride. You know, for me personally, I'll speak for me, and right. uh, you know, to be at the at the end of it, dare I say again, at the end of it all, uh, is is quite uh, you know honorable. So it's been honoring. great. I had the uh, opportunity a lot to sit with my grandparents. They called Young and the Restless their stories and. On their 50th wedding anniversary, they had T-shirts made. It was so cute that said, 50 is nifty and still feeling. And on the back of their shirt said, feeling young and the restless. So 
Uh, they've both right. passed since then, but, you know, if they were alive in this day and age with Twitter and whatnot, they would just be beside themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having a blast. So I'm sure that, you know, I'm hoping anyway that it goes on as long as, you know, my grandparents watched it. I've been watching it. Now I see my, my nine-year-old sneaking around the corner to watch it, and I'm like, she knows everyone's names, and sometimes I have to cover her eyes. <laughs> it's pretty well, funny, yeah. but... You said it. I mean, uh, just the fact that you're talking about it's, it's a generational thing. It mm-hmm. started many, many, many years ago, back in the, you know, 30s, 40s radio, and then, you know, it was passed on from grandma to mom to the daughter. I mean, and these characters that have lived with us for the, for so many years, we're coming up on 40 years next year. You know, I don't crazy. know what the, Yeah, I don't know what the longest-running soap uh, has been. It was 50, 50 plus, but... Uh, you know that's a that's a heck of a feat, man. You know, and then and that's 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 I think the saddest part is that it's such a, a generational thing that is it going to stop? Is it going to stop here? And they're going to say, oh yeah, once upon a time, you know, soap operas reigned, ruled the day. You know, now they are no more. And there's going to be a, a little section of a, of a museum, you know, <laughs> in homage to us. Who knows? I mean, you know, but let's enjoy it while we got it, people. You know, we still right. got it. Well, if yep. they're gonna if well, they're going awesome. to pay homage well, to it so somewhere, much. it would be good if they put it next to Erna Phillips, who started all this. Right, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Giants, the Titans, man. Agnes Nixon, Erna Phillips, right. Bill Bell, Ken Cord, the, right. the Corday family. Yeah. I mean, there's been some real powerhouses, uh, you know, that have that have uh, overseed uh, shows, and and you know, we've got we've we've had the uh, the privilege to witness it. So let's right. be happy. Right. You know, uh, next next month we're going to have Laura Lee uh, Bell on the show. So I'm, that's going to be a great uh, a time to talk to her because she comes from the legendary Bell family, uh, the dynamic that started the whole thing for uh, for us fans. So we'll be able to talk with her. I, I bet it's been nice to see her back on the on the set recently with her filming her scenes. Yeah, man, Laura Lee is just that's my buddy. Uh, she's such a wonderful and my mother and, and an entrepreneur with her clothing business and you know I uh it's it's always good to see uh you know Laura Lee on the set it makes makes me feel like uh, when I first started on the show right you know? yeah yeah and uh, Bill would come down Bill senior would come down to the set and sit there and watch production sometimes it was it was special when he did you know but nevertheless that's what Laura Lee reminds me of of the family royalty that the right. Bell family has, and you know what a what a wonderful thing to be a part of that. Again, the word dynasty, mm-hmm. right? To be a yeah. part of that dynasty and accepted into that family fold. Right. Know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, she, she's never too far away. You know, she may not appear on the screen uh, that much, but man, you know, I, we see her at events and her children growing, and that's the other thing. We've you know we've all been able to watch our children go from you know birth basically to now they're regular people, human beings, man, walking right. <laughs> adults, you know, functioning, doing their own thing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what seeing Laura Lee reminds me of. Yeah. Well, Christoph, I must say thank you so much for spending this time with us and staying over to take the, the some more calls with us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I was, I'm so thankful I was able to meet you for that skinny minute down in Tampa. I'm back in Indiana now. Uh, so uh, I will, as long as there's a fan event next year like there normally is every other year, uh, Pam and I will be there some way, somehow, so we can come and uh, see you all in person again. 
Fantastic. I had a great time tonight. Sorry that uh, we had a delay with the cell phone, but uh, I feel like we, uh, we are mission accomplished, right? We oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and we'll have you. We'll have. We'll invite you back on at the end of the year to catch up with whatever is going on in Neil Winter's world and your world. If you've got any other projects that you're working on, uh, or, you know, and you can. Uh, I, I, you were cutting out a little bit earlier. I didn't know if you heard from other castmates that's been on the show with us or not. Um, but if you can tell any castmates that we're we're got good intentions to to go to let come and you know come on our show, we would love it because we're trying to please the fans by bringing their, all our fan favorites on because not everybody's on Twitter and Facebook like you know like like how we reach out to a lot of people so uh, getting the harder ones to get are the tough ones and so if you can just uh, pass along that we're we're a good team that's trying to help out then we would appreciate that too absolutely be, be more than happy to spread the word and uh, good tidings man and uh, appreciate but your don't, time don't, don't forget to and... tell Shamar too <laughs> Absolutely, I would tell Shimmy Shimon more man that you're hunting, that you're gunning for him, that you're waiting for him. Yeah, yeah, we're waiting for him with uh, bated breath. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. I I actually was going to have a surprise caller tonight, but she couldn't make it. Um, Your on-screen soon-to-be ex-wife, Julia, was going to call in and surprise you, but she couldn't make it. So tell her that we will... um, we will get her soon. We're, she's going to be on our show in July, I believe. So um, we're going to surprise you, but it didn't happen. So surprise, but. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I will. I'll see her on set, and uh, a, uh, well, it won't be a surprise now. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank right. you so thank much you for, for being time. with us tonight. All right. Thank you. All right, people. Have a good life. Appreciate it. We'll you talk too. Take God care. Bless. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ah, despite the technical difficulties, we were able to complete the conquest of having Neil Winters on with us. Christoph is funny. He's uh he's a, got a great got a great chemistry and uh humorous. I enjoyed that that with him. I when I met him in this, this earlier this year at the fan event, he was just so funny. Him and Daniel Goddard are just too funny together and it was that's why I can't wait to get Daniel Goddard on here as well, because he's uh he's hysterical as well. What did you think of the interview? Oh well, we could have talked all night as usual. <laughs> I know. I, I look. I always look down at the screen, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's ten till the hours up, and we still had all those calls on the phone, uh, on on the hold." Because I, I just kind of, and even though we stayed, started like ten minutes late, by the time you're talking, I mean, it just, I like I say every time, I forget that we're talking to someone on the air. I just feel like I'm catching up with old friends and family. So uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. But it was wonderful. I mean, and and I feel like the callers do like, wow, we got Neil Winters on the phone, you know. So, (laughs) you know, callers and people listening and people in the chat, you know, we feel the same way you do. So never be afraid to call in and say hello. I mean, it's really, they're so down to earth, and I think you've listened to enough shows to see that, you know, they're more than willing to speak with you, and they're happy to do it. Yeah, and that's that's why we do the show. I mean, it's supposed to be a half half the show interview, half the show callers, but, you know, it just gets away with us. when there's so, And there's so much more I wanted to talk to him about Neil's history because Neil has such a diverse storyline from 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 inception of his character until now. And, and there, I mean, I could have talked all night. And I, really, I wanted to get in and talk to him about uh, Roots as well because that was a yeah. legendary story, uh, a show, TV film that he did, that he was a part of. And I wanted to talk about Generations a little bit more. So we'll just 
have to have them back and talk more about it. But Most um, definitely. Yeah, definitely don't think that you can't call in. Even if you don't have a question, some of you have even called in over our shows and just wanted to say hi. If you just want to say hi, I mean, that's all you have yeah. to do. You don't want to ask those questions because you think you're nervous. Try doing this. I mean, we've been doing this for almost six months now, and you should see I'm sweating up a storm right here on my couch I'm because, I mean, it's just so, like, I have to contain myself. I try not to be a fanboy and go like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> I have to be professional. And, you know, I know. It's, just, it's tough because I'm trying to, you know, bring bring these people to you guys. But uh, anyway, a great show, great interview, great talent tonight. Um, if you're if you're uh, not busy tomorrow, we don't uh, we don't have a big superstar on, but he's also actually a superstar in behind the scenes of getting your dreams to come true. When you go to soap opera events, his name is Jason Spitzer, and he'll be with us, and he's going to talk about behind the scenes of creating soap opera events. Uh, he's an ex-actor. He used to act uh, as well, and he's going to touch base and talk to us for you know an hour or more about behind the scenes. So if you want to come in and just listen to some juicy good behind the scenes gossip from your favorite daytime soap, definitely come and uh, check us out tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern with Jason Spitzer. And then Friday we've added uh, Kyle Lauder uh, onto the show who played – Recently, uh, Rick Forster on Bull the Beautiful, and he played Brady Black for many years on Days of Our Lives. He is now on Divinity, the web series, uh, so we'll be talking about that as well. Um, so definitely tune in for our special Friday edition of our show uh, with Kyle. Well. Yeah, and if you're and, ever unsure of our schedule or if you want to listen to the previous podcasts or anything like that, just go to our, our uh, website, thesoapseries.com, and everything's on there. Yes, definitely. Go to SoapSeries.com, and everything's on the left now because I revamped the website. So all your links, just click on the left-hand side. You can go to listen to all our previous shows, look and see the dates of our upcoming shows, watch the latest promo by clicking on latest promo at the top. Um, You can click that and watch the promo that I create every couple weeks for our new guests. Uh, We have a great lineup in uh, June, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, We're almost uh, out of dates for June, but... uh, we're we're almost got a couple more dates to give you guys and some special guests that we're adding to the show. Uh, in June. Oh, Once you know what? Just... Before I forget, also to all of you Secret Circle uh, fans, I did invite one of the actors um, from that show to be on our show. And uh, he's going to be on Drop Dead Diva for this season. I think it's only for one show, though. Um, but he did say that he's going to try to work it out. He has to see what publicity has in store for him. And he's Adam J. Harrington. But he is giving thought and hopefully will be on our show soon. He wants to yes. work something out. So hopefully and we can get more of the Secret Circle actors on as well. Yeah, and uh, we're you know we're branching out to... Uh, to primetime as well. Uh, so if there's anybody that you want on our show from primetime, just let us know and we'll see what we can do behind the scenes. Or to tweet get them, them the yourself. <laughs> yeah, or tweet them yourself. I mean, that, I, that's, you know, people, some people have said, you know, that we bug people and tweet people and that's not good and all this. But you know what? You're not who you, you okay, let me see how I want to phrase this. you you got to be self motivated, self made. You know, look at Perez Hilton, uh, for example. He is, he is known across the world for creating a blog and, and going out and getting the gossip and getting the news and stuff. Well, we're going out there, not to compare, but I'm just saying in, in relation to that, you know, we're there's no other but, way besides media, social media, to get them unless we get in exactly. contact with their producers exactly. and our, uh, I mean, managers and stuff like that. So uh, right. going through management is a lot harder than just having Very hard. Themselves. 
and we've we've gotten our door slammed on us on a lot of interviews that we really were hoping for, and that's just because of the the management. So when we ask them on Twitter or Facebook or DMs, you know, privately, um, yeah, they're more they're more than happy. So it's kind of tough when I'm. There are certain people that you guys really want that I don't think we're ever going to get unless they get on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, I won't say any names, but there's some very famous people that you guys want that you've been begging for, and I don't know how to do it <laughs> unless I go to L.A. or New York and go knock on their door. Uh, so, you know, so so anyway, yeah. Uh, and we're bre- and we're reaching out into primetime as well to see if we can, you know, add that to our, our, our genre starting in July going forward because I really want to be able to have a variety of people on the show because, you know, we've been on the show, I mean, on the air four or five, sometimes even six nights a week uh, for months now, and we've been, and that's great. But in in, in essence, we are going to run out of people at, at, a, at a time if we if we keep doing 30 people a month. Uh, so we're going to just be revamping it and and Google spreading out to prime time and kind of mixing things up and trying to uh, not be on so much because I don't want to become like October and then you guys don't have nobody to listen to. And we're sitting here going, okay, um, I guess Pam and I will just talk about each other. Hey, how about, yeah. how about I have Pam on the show tonight? How, tonight, <laughs> Pam Powers is on live with Doug on the soap series. I mean, I don't want it to get to that point. So um, we've we've built a big foundation. We've got a, we've had uh, we just hit our thirty almost thirty five thousand listeners uh, so far. So we're doing really good with that. So now that we've got the name out there and we've worked hard, uh, now we can just go back to going or go to um, not being on all the time. Uh, so that way. Uh, we can have a variety of people uh, because I don't want everybody that you know I personally want all on right now, and then six months from now I don't have anybody to look forward to. So I want to be able to spread it out, and then we also always are going to invite people back. Uh, for example, we've had Michael Damian, Tracy Bregman, and Catherine Kelly Lane come back for two times now, and we're also having Texas Battle come back next month for a contest giveaway that he's working on and a calendar that he's working on. So people are coming back, which is great, and that gives the callers a chance who didn't get the call in the first time. So Things are changing, but in a good way to have, make sure there's longevity. You know, we're working on getting a, another year purchased uh, and, and paid for so we can be on for another year, and we want to be able to give you entertainment for that year. You know, if we pay for a year and then we don't have anybody on the show, um, then it's no, not worth the, the, the money. I want to be able to – I don't want to be here just – I don't want to be a show that lasts six months and then, bam, we're gone, and then somebody else, you know, creates a, another phenomenon or whatever. <laughs> So I want to be able to be uh, in longevity and be around for years to come because in the event down the road that soaps are no longer with us, I want our show to be established enough so we can have prime time and web series and reality stars. And Well, I don't even know why I said reality stars because I don't really yeah. want There's not Shame one reality on you. star. I know. I don't know why. I didn't mean that. I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe like the winner of Big Brother or something like that, but nothing like yeah. somebody that's like I'm not definitely never want a Kardashian on my show. Um so, but yeah, I mean, I want to be able to have the the, the audience to to know that they can always tune into us on every every week for our show. So, um, I know we've thrown a lot of great guests at you, and we got another whole month full packed full of guests, and uh, I'm really excited to see what who we can get uh, in the future. Um, every guest that we have, Pam and I are just sitting here afterwards, going, "Oh my gosh, that was so awesome! We learned so much about the cast." Even if you don't know the person, like last night, I'll be honest, I did not know who Andrea Bogart was. I never watched General Hospital. I did not know who she played. I didn't know anything about her. But for that hour and a half while I was on the phone, I was able to learn a lot about her, and and she was fantastic. And you get to learn the behind the scenes of the soap operas, learn about what they're working on, you know, currently. Uh, 
personal stories, like we learned that she's a distant relative of Andrew, uh, Humphrey Bogart. So it's just really cool. So if you don't really li- know the, the actor, just come and chat in the chat room or listen just to see, you know, behind the scenes. And uh, that's why I suggest coming to the shows that we have with certain people on. Uh, we've had uh, uh, Nelson on, Nelson Bunko on the show, and, he, ha- you know, he's well-known in the soap world. We have Michael Fairman coming on next week. Uh, we have uh, Jason Spitzer tomorrow. Uh, we have um, the author of the Bill Bell book biography that's coming on, Michael Maloney, on in two weeks. So we have a lot of people who may not be stars in front of the camera, but they help provide behind-the-scenes information for the fans as well. So it's just really an education and learning. So I really hope we can, uh, uh, you know, take off with the with the um, primetime series. And the two people that I want right now, more than anybody, is Gabriel Mann and Emily Van Camp from Revenge. I want them so bad. So tweet them, email them. Tie a <laughs> note on a pigeon and send it this way. I want them to to be on my show because that's my favorite show of the last TV season. Okay, well I've rambled enough. I'm tired and I'm, I'm ready to go get me something to drink because my mouth is um, thirsty. A cotton so, ball? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like a big cotton ball, and I'm ready to go get me something thirsty to drink. Something, yeah, whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying. But anyway, check out thesoapseries.com for all the latest, and you can just edit. I'll just edit out all my rambling. But I hope you understood what I was saying. That's what I, I was trying to make a point, but I don't know if I made it. But anyway, there's probably nobody even left listening to me, and I'm talking to just Pam. So, Pam, and you're typing, so you're not even listening to me. So I'm just talking to myself. So I should just host the show all by myself with no listeners and no guests and just talk to myself. Doug, you're maybe crazy. My, maybe, my new, maybe when I revamp my show, The Digital Food Tom, when I revamp it, I'll just host it by myself so I won't have any drama with co-hosts. And I will just talk to myself and all my different personalities. It'll be like the Sybil show. Yeah. You never know who's going to come on to host. It could be Happy Doug or Sad Doug or Depressed Doug or Crazy Doug or Psycho Killer Doug. Oh, no, that's, that's freaking from Young and Restless. Never mind. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys are great. Thanks for all the, the love uh, on the show uh, in the chat room and everything. And thanks for listening to my rambling. I'm just filling up time space. And Anyway, thank you, Pam. Do you have anything to say since I uh, took all your... No, I think, uh, I think you got it all. <laughs> I think, oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, see you tomorrow night for Jason Spitzer. Uh, you can follow him at Jason underscore Spitzer, and you can follow Kyle Lauder at, under, or at Kyle Lauder 22 on Twitter, and we will see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Have a good night, and God bless. You too, Doug. Okay. Well, with that being said, uh, let's dance. (laughs) Bye.
lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. It's intermission time, folks. So hurry, hurry, hurry. The show starts in one minute. It does. I thought the show was over. What are you talking about? Now, on with the show. And with that being said, good night, everybody.